Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Cady, who is the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are currently in the middle of our series called I Could Never Believe in a God Who, and we're finishing that sentence with uh, a variety of topics that were pulled from a poll, uh, you know, basically asking what are some of the you know, to ask to finish that question, what are some of those things that, that are obstacles to you becoming a Christian? Or if you are a Christian, some of the things that you kind of deal with, maybe maybe you can't, you know, your friends have asked you the questions you can't answer. And, and so we have been trying to go through a list of these, you know, I could never believe in a God who. And this week, uh, the topic is I could never believe in a God who creates a hateful and hypocritical uh, followers. And... Um, this is probably one of the number one if you consider all the polls that are taken, you know, throughout the years and, uh, you know, through through the population. This is one of the m- major reasons, usually number one, of, of, why, of why people tend to reject Christianity. And it's because of, basically, Christians. And they're kind of the hip the you know hypocritical um, nature by which we go about our Christianity many times and and I and I think one of the things we discussed last week is that you know as you go into a topic like this it's like well you just got to own it because of course us as Christians we we do sometimes fall into that hypocritical uh, hypocritical uh, uh, category and for the very reason that there's a standard that that. God has set that none of us can can reach, and we can only reach it through salvation through Jesus Christ. And so, you know, that was a very very import, important point that you brought up in Sunday's message. And just the fact, you know, don't don't try and put it aside. Just own it, and then say why why you know because there is that standard, and that's fulfilled in Jesus Christ. But there are a couple things you weren't able as as we go through all these subjects. You can't really cover all of them on Sunday morning. And one of them is just, you know, a lot of the atrocities that are attributed to uh, Christians o- over the years, you know, and people always bring them up, you know, crusades or Middle Ages or, you know, all those burning at the stake, Salem witch trials or whatever it might be. And of course, politics, just even now and now, you know, people, especially in the region where we live in, people seem to attribute you know, Christianity and Republican politics, you know. And so, you know, some of those things you wanted to comment and, and just shed some light on those topics here today. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to atrocities that have been carried out historically by Christians or, or under the banner of Christianity, um, like, you know, you mentioned other some, there's also the Inquisition and there's mm-hmm. some that really just generally get brought up, you know. Um, there were wars between different Christian groups, Protestants and Catholics and Catholics and Orthodox and, you know, um, holy wars waged against um, Muslims who had taken land from Christians in the Crusades and things like that. I I really like the quote from um, Leo Tolstoy. You know, he says, attack me, but don't attack the path that I walk on. You know, if, if I if, if you ask me for the path home and I walk along that path drunkenly side to side, it doesn't mean it's the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is really the key. And, you know, this is what we would call a trivial objection. And it, it is an objection, but, but in a way it's a trivial objection. And what a trivial objection is, is when you kind of deflect, right? It's when you, you change the subject to talk about something else. Now, on the one hand, I can understand people who say, I don't want to be around 
you know, I struggle to be around with people, especially I think right now, the thing is we live in a very politically charged environment in our country. Maybe we have for a long time, but we definitely do right now. And, you know, one of the ways that politics works, I think that we have to understand, we have to understand the game, right? So each side is trying to polarize because if you polarize, uh, you, you know, you don't want people to be lukewarm or, you know, kind of like not care. So what you try and do is you try and make the other side seem really bad and you try and make your position seem really strong. And so other, in other words, whereas I think the general population probably has a lot more in common uh, politics and, you know, we have news media, they're being paid to talk 24 hours a day and the things that get... Um, attention our controversy so you, you, we live in this culture and we can't ignore that that there's this culture where things are being brought up all the time there's constant controversy there's constant like wow factor like oh no and uh trying to scare people and things like that and it's really easy to get caught up in it and um i, I think that uh it, it is i think that christians are called we're called to be a prophetic voice in the world and what that means is that when it comes to politics, we have our own politics, right? And, and we're not dictated. And remember that the Christian community isn't just located here in the United States of America, right? So this is, and our politics of our kingdom uh, extend beyond the borders of our country. So they're, they're international in, in all over the world. People who are Christians champion these values. And sometimes one party will get some right, and sometimes another party will get others right, but neither of them are getting them all right at the same time because neither of them have the same purpose and goal that we do as Christians as part of the kingdom of God. So I, I think it is, um, you know, one of the things I often say on the radio is, is that I want to be known for one controversy, and that is the controversy of the gospel. And I think that um, I would encourage all Christians to uh, have that same opinion. That if, if I'm going to be known for, if I'm going to align myself with any kind of politics, I'm going to align myself with the politics of the kingdom of God. I'm going to align myself with the controversy of the gospel. And everything else is just distraction from what I really exist to accomplish and seek after and what I'm called to pursue. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me of one of my favorite artists, Michael Card, called, well, I think it was either a book or a song he called The Scandal of Grace. You know, that's, we want to be known for that, for that controversy of God's grace and the fact that it's available to all men and all women, no matter where you're from, what you've done, you know, and that's just mind blowing. It's found, found in Jesus Christ and not be caught up in, in, in the politics of our world, but be, you know, caught up in the politics of heaven and what value, what God values, yeah. what God values. And so now definitely it's a great subject that we can, it's, it's a difficult one because it's something that's thrown at you immediately. Well, all Christians are hypocrites and, mm -hmm. and uh, it's sometimes difficult for people to get past that. They just kind of, you know, um, you know, can be dumbfounded with, with that thrown, especially by an aggressive person, yeah. you know, but you know, own it if, if you're watching this you know don't try and necessarily deflect on the fact yes you know i fall flat you know and but god lifts me up and and he has set a standard and well, one other thing i would add to this too is that um i think you could say you know you could say the bible's the story of many things mm -hmm. right so in a way you could say the bible's the story of a rock. It's the story of a lamb. You know, you see these narrative arcs that go from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Well, I think one of the most intriguing things that you can say the Bible is a story of, you can say the Bible is a story of the use of power. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you look in the beginning, how did God use his power? God used his power to give life and to create and to bless. And then people use their power. Satan used his power, by the way, to lead a rebellion uh, against God. And then he used his power to lead people uh, into temptation. And then people use their power to rebel against God. They use their power like uh, Cain uses his power to, to murder his brother. We see Abraham uses his position of power over his wife in order to basically throw her under the bus and protect himself. You go through the whole Bible and what you see over and over is people using power either in the way that God designed it to be used or not. And you could say this, that sin is essentially a misuse of power in almost every case. It's a misuse of our own um, autonomy. It's a misuse of, um, you know, if I use my power to hurt somebody else, I'm, I'm, it's a misuse of power, that's sin. And then what we see in the New Testament is that Jesus comes and he's resetting the balance of power, right? He tells his disciples in, in the world, people domineer, people reign over each other and, and, you know, treat each other badly as rulers, but it will not be so among you, though the person who will be the greatest among you will be the servant of all. And he said, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And what you're seeing here is Jesus flipping how and resetting how power is meant to be used. And you see that you can follow the whole thing throughout the Bible. You see that uh, Paul the Apostle says, we are not here to lord over you in your faith. We are here to be helpers of your joy. Again, that's the idea of service and servant, uh, using power to serve others. You know, Paul says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and laid down his life for them. So he's calling husbands to servant leadership. And, and you see this throughout the Bible. And then finally, at the end of all things, you see God using his power to uh, judge evil and put an end to it forever and to restore um, life and, and, and the harmony and the way things are meant to be. And I guess I would put it this way, is that if you keep that narrative arc in mind, you have to see that, yes, some people who called themselves Christians or who, uh, but what did they have? They had power. And how did they use that power? Did they use it according to what the Bible throughout teaches? And the answer is no. And again, like you said, we own that. We don't hide from that. One of the things, I, I learned this from uh, reading something by the founder of Ritz-Carlton, is that he says, you know what, uh, saying I'm sorry, even if you aren't directly responsible, is a powerful and meaningful thing. Um, and so I think that's what we should do. We should say, I'm sorry that, that people have hurt you uh, who called themselves Christians. I'm sorry that people throughout history have done things that did not represent the heart of Christ. But please, you know, don't, don't let some trivial pursuit keep you from Jesus. Because at the end of the day, when you stand before God, you're not going to be asked, what did other people do who called themselves Christians? You're going to be asked, what did you do with Jesus? And we can't let, I would even say it's like, this is the work of, of the enemy of our souls to distract us from this very important question is that he brings up all these trivial things. Oh, what about that Christian guy? And what about these people in the crusades? And what about, uh, you know, Donald Trump and all these things? You know what? There's a much more important question. And then once you answer that question, then you can start to deal with all the other things. And it becomes very clear. And that question is, what are you going to do with Jesus? Yeah. No, that's a very important question, and I hope you're wrestling with that one, too, if you're watching this. You know, what are you going to do with Jesus? Because you're going to be held account one day for that very question, and uh, no matter what happens in the world, 
world around you. And so very important topic, very important topic. We just encourage you to dig deeper into it. If you didn't hear the message on Sunday morning, whitefieldschurch.com, you can download it there and uh, give it a listen, share it with your friends. Just very important as we're going through these subjects, go, feel free to just share them. Uh, you know, we value your questions and your comments. And uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, ring that bell on YouTube. You'll find us up there as well. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.